What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Ethan and Terry Show, a podcast dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. It's your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Easy Pull Up. I'm here with my guys, Terry Jenkins Jr. and Terenzo for episode number 52. Like shout out to all of our first-time listeners, as well as our last-time listeners, man. Be sure y'all like, comment, share, subscribe to the pod. Leave us a, re- a rating and a review. Let us know how we're doing, man. But, yo, crazy, crazy, crazy week in sports, or really two weeks in sports, y'all, since the last time that we we got together out here on the pod. Uh, but with everything with the Deshaun Watson saga, NBA March Madness, NBA, or excuse me, NCAA March Madness, NBA trade deadline, which is also its own March Madness in itself. And it seems like the Brooklyn Nets are finding any and every way to keep LeBron from getting a championship. <laughs> uh, but before we get into it, man, Terry, how you doing, bro? I'm doing great, bro. Can't complain, man. Yo, can't complain at all. So how you doing, man? All is well on my end, bro. Yo, man, glad to hear it, fellas. Yo, let's go and get into it real quick, man, with Deshaun Watson. Bro, alleged sexual assault, man, from what I believe is now, what, 16? 16 alleged victims? Uh, there were a couple of uh, a couple of those victims that claimed actual, I guess, actual sexual assault, but right now the, the overall... Uh, case that they're trying to build against him is for sexual misconduct. I'm trying to I'm trying to be really politically correct with this because they've yet to find any evidence. Like evidently, none of this could hold up from a criminal from a criminal case standpoint. Terry being okay. being down in Houston and kind of being closer to the ground about what's going on with Deshaun Watson in this case. What were just some of your first initial thoughts about everything surrounding uh, what has come about in the last couple of weeks? I'm just shocked. To be honest, which I never thought that we'd be covering a story like this. Um, never thought in a million years, you know, this this would be the situation that we're talking about for Deshaun Watson. But at the same time, like you said, um, you just even before I just speak deeply on it, you know, I just want to see exactly how things work out. Until then, you know, just state facts. Facts are that sixteen. Um, women accusing him of sexual misconduct. Um, some of those women within that 16 are actually accusing him of sexual assault, which you know the difference. Sexual misconduct um, can be something from an inappropriate remark or inappropriate gesture. Sexual assault is when things actually um, you, you get into, you know, sexual contact or physical contact rather um, in a sexual manner, and that's where sexual against. Um, the other person's will, and that's when sexual assault comes into play. Um, but the fact remains that um, the Houston Police Department, um, the DA actually here in Houston, received the information, the file completely composed by the lawyer who is representing uh, each of the women in this case, and that file has not been passed over or marked as something that can be looked at as a criminal case because of lack of evidence sure. um, at this point in time. Yep. And so until um, that verdict comes together, you know, then from a criminal manner, you know, you really can't decide, but the case, regardless if the DA decides to make it a criminal matter or not, it's a civil case. Yeah. Um, and, al- and, and, also, is, and also, sorry, not to, not to cut you off, but to just reiterate um, what, what you said again, and also, I guess to, uh, I guess to further explain, like, what I was trying to say in the intro, these are 16 separate claims of sexual misconduct against Deshaun Watson, two of which, two of said claims are alleging sexual assault. 
which again, those are two, those are totally different. Now, I just want to provide just additional clarity to any of our listeners yeah. out there about what exactly is going on in this case. Uh, but no, but yeah, Terry, you're absolutely right uh, in regards to just waiting to kind of hear more information. Uh, still, still no evidence, nothing like that. That's substantial enough to uh, find him uh, guilty or, or, or within fault here. But to, as far as the criminal yeah, case as far, goes. Yeah, as far as the criminal case goes. Um, yeah. Civil matter, it doesn't really matter. It's it's really about, you know, what they decide in a civil case. You really don't need proof sure, or yeah. evidence. So that's that's the biggest difference between you know, a criminal case and a civil case. Yeah, and so, so from I guess from, from your perspective, just to get your take on this, you know, we, we've been talking about it the last couple of weeks about how it seems like a pretty big coincidence, right, that all of this is coming out right around the time that, you know, Deshaun Watson is demanding a trade and the relations between uh, Watson and the Texans haven't been the best. Uh, just from your initial take on this, not necessarily speculating whether he did it or not, what do you think this means for his uh, probability of being traded uh, anytime soon? And then, as well as, will he even get to play this season? My perspective, I feel like uh, the Texans should have traded him uh, long ago. I feel like now they're going to get not what they originally wanted from, you know, trading Deshaun because teams are going to look at the situation and be like, listen, he doesn't want to play there. You know, all this stuff's going on in Houston. It's not really a good place for him to be. I feel like he can't even play in Houston no more after all these stuff, go, after all these allegations. You know? Right. You know, all these lawsuits. I, you know, I don't feel like he can even play in Houston right now if he, if he wanted to because you know, like the Me Too movement, you know, all these women. And I, I just think it'd be a bad look. You know what I'm saying? It'd be more of a bad look. And I feel like uh, he will play football, but I can talk to Terry about it. I feel like it's going to be probably, it might be going a year. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be going a year because the NFL has to make a uh, statement with this suspension because, you know, Ray Rice, look at that situation. They failed in that case. Yeah. So I feel like they had to make a, an example. Yeah, we love the sun. But we had to take this serious because these are women and, you know, everybody can't be lying. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying that everybody's truthful, but something might have happened that was kind of out of, you know, character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, in today's world, something's going to happen. And uh, I feel like he will play football again. Like I said, he might be going a whole year. But if he is going a whole year, that just rests on his body for a whole year. Because I feel like he's going to – I hope good things come out of this. So, uh we just have to be patient and just wait, and uh, hoping the next few months we have more on the situation, on the case. Yeah. And uh, but like I say, I I hope everything works out for everybody because you know, I don't feel like we shouldn't take it serious because it's women because you know we have daughters and sisters and mothers and you know what I'm saying. We just can't say oh they fine. Yeah. Just because you know the son wants to get traded, all this stuff wants to come well, out. Yeah. Yeah. That is a that is a something to think about. Like if but last year this didn't come out, you know all these all these cases didn't happen in 2020. Some of them might happen earlier, 2019, 18. We don't know the exact details for all of them yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I'm saying? I feel like they should have traded him a, a long time ago. But now I feel like they do trade him and they don't get, you know, value market. But you can't get there anyway with you know, a player like Deshaun. So. Yeah. No, I mean, so, so you brought up a, a very interesting point dating back to what happened with Ray Rice. I mean, he hasn't been back in the NFL since. I mean, the NFL, I mean, has a very, very dirty history on handling uh, situations like this. So, Terry, you know, just, just to pass it on back to you real quick, looking at this situation compared to everything that's happened in the past, and you can honestly just take your pick about which case, 
when should the NFL take a firm stance on the matter? Should they continue to wait or should they go ahead and put them on? Was it the commissioner's exempt list? Like, should it, like what steps of action should I they mean, take now? From a business standpoint, you should have been putting on a commissioner's exempt list until the, the actual verdict has been decided. Correct me if I'm wrong, that was the reason for the commissioner's exempt list because it's not a rule that's been applied uh, for a long time. And in fact, I want to say actually after two years ago, the collective agreement of bar- bargaining that they had with the players is when they decided to do that instead of just outrightfully suspend players just for accusation. Because um, right. what will happen is, for those who don't know, what exactly happens is that Deshaun Watson is put on this list. His image will not be able to be displayed in the NFL, meaning they won't show him, they won't market him in any way, shape, form, or fashion. All his commercials, all that jazz, anything with Deshaun Watson in the NFL will be cut out. On top of that, he will miss games if the season was to start. He won't be able to show up to practice, minicamp, any of those things um, because he's not associated with the NFL at the time. But Deshaun Watson still has received a paycheck because he hasn't been, you know, proven guilty or the verdict hasn't been decided yet. So it kind of just washes your hands of the organization to say, hey, we're not promoting this person, so we're not looking like we're standing in support of what's going on. Like we're on his side, per se. Um, but we're not taking away this person's financial gain because he hasn't been pro- nothing hasn't been proven yet for us to take action as far as taking his money away from them. Right. So I think the NFL should have jumped on that. I feel like if you have a rule like that in place, why not use it immediately until the verdict is decided? And that way you can at least show like, hey, we're not standing behind this person. We're not even in this. And whatever the court or public opinion decides, then we're way on their side. We're not the professionals in this matter. And so I do think the NFL should have done that. I believe probably one of the reasons they haven't is because the NFL season hasn't really just sparked up. When I say around July, definitely August, if this is still a lingering topic, then I can see the NFL automatically, I say August 19th um, or August 18th, sometime during that third week when many cap and things are rising up, then they'll probably place them on the list to just make sure, you know, again, he doesn't show up to many camp, training camp, and this image isn't connected with the NFL in any way. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and I guess we can all just agree, you know, you really did something you really do hate to see, especially for someone like Deshaun Watson, up-and-coming superstar, cementing himself as a superstar in this league. Um, and then, you know, even with everything dating back to him at Clemson, you know, the way everyone speaks about his character, how highly they speak of him. So when you hear, especially as a black man, black quarterback in the NFL, it's it's definitely not something that you're that, that you would expect and it's certainly that you're not happy to see. But at the same time, you know, this does speak to a bigger issue regarding the narrative surrounding, you know, uh, like protecting protecting women. You know, uh, like like my my thoughts and prayers and my heart goes out to to the alleged victims in this in this sense, right? More remains to be seen for sure, but it's definitely something that we don't take lightly, especially here at the Ethan and Terry Show, man. So that being said, we're gonna keep it locked with the NFL, but I'm gonna segue to I guess you could say more uh, on field news, if you will, man. Getting ready for the NFL draft that's coming up here in uh, in honestly just a few weeks. Uh, but you guys take a look at a lot of the commotion that's been happening. 
49ers trading up to get the third overall pick, which is a telltale sign that they're going for a quarterback. The Dolphins are figuring it out. You know, the Eagles, uh, all of a sudden, you would think they would have kept their pick, but they're like, hey, whatever, we're going to figure this out. We got Jalen Hurts. We're confident. Terry, seeing what you saw last week, as well as uh, a couple of, um, I believe, a couple of uh, uh, prospects at their pro days as well, what's one thing you're really excited about heading into the the, the NFL draft this this spring? Um. The NFL, when it comes to the quarterback position, has turned into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, really has the, the moving parts, the moving pieces. I think we haven't seen the last of it. You know, we already see Jerry Goff in the uniform. We already see Carson Wentz in a uniform. In a new uniform, um, we have Ryan Fitzpatrick that's in a, a new uniform coming up this year. Mm-hmm. So I can I can definitely see some more quarterbacks that are gonna make a uniform change. I can see Matt Ryan possibly going somewhere else. I can see definitely now that the 49ers have a third pick, we can potentially see Jimmy G go somewhere and be in another uniform. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky, but nobody really cares about him. <laughs> I mean, he's in a different uniform. Like, so I'm just excited to see how that plays out. And also about the young quarterbacks, man, because this is probably going to be the first time in NFL history where we're going to see in the top five three or four quarterbacks taken within the top five picks. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just shows you how, like, the development of sports is different now. Like, and the NFL used to be about building your team from the ground up, you know, starting with the offensive line and building a strong defense. You know, a couple of years ago, the, the most important thing, you know, number one picks in the draft were defense to end, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was edge rushers, you know. And a few years after that, it transitioned to where you had certain skill players taken early in early rounds. And now it's just like every team is looking for that quarterback. Everybody's looking for Patrick Mahomes. They're looking for the Deshaun Watsons. They're looking for the Kyler Murray. They're looking for the Russell Wilson. They're looking for the Aaron Rodgers. They're looking for mobile quarterbacks who can also throw the ball deeply down the field on the run at an accurate rate. Um, and you have several quarterbacks in this draft that – seem to have that potential mm-hmm. and so it's going to be very interesting and this draft year is going to be like no other one we've ever seen i feel like it's going to have an nba feel to it as far as the moving pieces we can see great wide receivers like julio jones and odell Beckham switching teams we can see former mvps like matt ryan switching teams mm-hmm. you know we, we can see quarterbacks who've been overhyped since their days in new england Switch teams. Yeah, I'm talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Actually, switch teams. And so it's going to be a very good draft. Um, it's going to be a very good week for the NFL. Again, I just hope they do what they have to do so they can, I want to say, throw the Deshaun Watson uh, situation out of, you know, out of the window because it's very important for us as men to continue to learn how to operate and how to move in this world and, and take the, the, the issues that women face in the society extremely serious because we, we all know there's some sick people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and definitely there's some sick men out there. But with that being said, we all want to get back to covering what we cover on this syndication on the ETM Terry Show, and that's sports. And so I think that will be a great sports week uh, for the NFL coming up, and I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Very well said, Terry. So, man, looking ahead to to the NFL draft, what what are some things that you're anticipating? Man, the thing I'm looking forward to the most out of the whole draft is Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. If they're gonna get moved, 
like I'm looking, I'm like, that's all, it's like, I'm really focused on it because, like, I just want to see because, like, I'll just cherry with Russell Wilson and, you know, saying he wants to be there. But just in case, you know, here's a list of teams and and nobody's came out and said nothing from Seattle's side, like, no, Russ is our guy. If Seattle wasn't going to trade him, why not come out and say he's our guy? Green Bay did it with Aaron Rodgers. Metal Floor came, came, came out and said, we want him here as long as possible. You know what I'm saying? He said something. Russell Wilson hasn't came out, tweeted, go Hawks. His last interview, he didn't say go Hawks. Pete Carey haven't said nothing. The, the owners haven't said nothing's being said right. about nothing. So I'm looking forward to Russell seeing what, if, that, if they're going to pull the trigger. Because they said Chicago is back in the mix. You know what I'm saying? So I hope I don't I don't know, but that and uh Deshaun Watson and Houston's gonna finally just you know, be like, you know what? They just go ahead and just take this this distraction because we already a bad team. So they just take this extra distraction away from us and just let trade them because I feel like that'll be the best thing for everybody involved. Just a fresh start, call Miami, get tour, or you know go or, or whatever you're gonna do. Call you know Carolina, the package you want, McCaffrey, whatever you want, you may want. It's just time to move on. So in the draft, I'm looking forward to that. You know, there's other little players I'm looking forward to. You know, like uh, Pitts from Florida. I want to see where the tight end gonna go because some people actually had him going number two to the Jets, which is crazy to me. I'm, I'm like the Jets need everything else right now, <laughs> but a tight end. <laughs> they need <laughs> offensive line. <laughs> they need a quarterback. <laughs> they need they need some stuff. Right. <laughs> they need some weapons. So I'm looking forward to that the most. But hopefully, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Russell like in Vegas. I feel like that would be a show. It would be crazy. And, you know, seeing Deshaun, which I feel like Deshaun get traded, he might not play this year. So I'll still trade for him. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's another year. He's, what, 25? Yeah. He's 26? He's young. Like, And that's another year of health on your body. Completely just injury-free. So hopefully his case – Works itself out for the best, but that's the thing I'm looking forward to the most in the draft this year. No, no, absolutely. And and Zoe, you even brought up a once again, you brought up another point that's kind of overlooked right now, uh, especially with all the other headlines, is that Russell Wilson in Seattle. Now, now, Terry, yeah. Terry, just to get your take on this, when you look at the Seattle Seahawks as a franchise, it kind of seems like they're still the only franchise that hasn't really fully segued into into 2020, 2021, right? Like, they, it kind of seems like they, they still, because Pete Carroll's been there forever, Russ has been there for a good minute now, it kind of seems like even their mentality as a team, their team culture, has not really evolved since 2012, 13, 14. Do you, do you feel that it is probably a true testament to that their culture needs to evolve, and by doing so, they should trade, trade Russell Wilson? Or should they just look to get a new head coach? What, what, do, you, what do you think needs to be there? Their number one priority right now in terms of finding a solution. How old is Russell Wilson? Russell, me I'm R- wrong. Russell, <laughs> Russell Wilson should be turning thirty this year. Exactly. And Tom Brady is how old? Okay. Uh, okay. You don't get rid of Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. If you get rid of Russell Wilson, they will have to start over. Just not at the quarterback position, but the entire organization. If they get rid of Russell Wilson this year. Pete Carroll will be gone next year. That's that's how quickly things will change for the Seattle Seahawks. Mind you, Pete Carroll is not a young man, and we're definitely not ages on this show at all. But Pete Carroll is is about 73, 74. He doesn't look like it, by the way. Pete Carroll looks great for for a man his age. 
you know, walks upright. You know, he, he's very healthy. I pray that I'm in that shape at that in my seven. It's that, it's that West, um, Co- it's that West Coast living, man. You know, come come from LA to Seattle. Yeah, you, you, it's not much stress in the West at all. <laughs> but um, but definitely, man. Like I, I feel like they will. The entire organization will have an entire shift, which will will the the whole you know Jamal Adams trade would have been pointless. The Bobby Wagner signing signing would have been pointless. Drafting DK um, in the first round that would have been pointless. Like you you have to look deeper. And I understand what Russ said and what he said was clearly out of frustration because he felt like he should have been considered in the moves that the Seattle made in the past and definitely in this upcoming year. And I don't I don't mind him you know having that strong feeling because as, as a leader of your team if you're going out there having to lead his team every single Sunday and whether you guys win or lose literally is resting on your shoulders, then you should have some say-so as far as coaching and player lineup and definitely the players who are going to be on the team that you're going to have to lead, you know. And so I, I agree with him there. So I, I'm Seattle, man. You do what you got to do. You draft day come. You say, hey, Russ, come in here. Oh, this is the lineup. This is who we have in this order to draft. Let us know what you think. And, you know, we, we can do this together. Show Russell Wilson that he's a part of the organization. Because guess what? A few years ago after y'all went to one Super Bowl and won and then went to another one and lost because you guys literally told Russell Wilson that game, this is your team, because you guys did not run the ball on the one-yard line. You decided to pass it, which was clearly the dumbest decision in NFL Super Bowl history. Um, at, at that moment, you told everyone in the, real, in the entire world, yeah. this is Russell Wilson's team. And so keep that same energy. It's his team. Invite him in. Let him be a part of the decisions made. He, you guys are making. You can't trade Russell Wilson. You know why? Because well, you can't find another Russell Wilson. That's, no, that, that, that's true. I mean, Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback in this league. I mean, he was, he was in the conversation for league MVP for most of the year, uh, aside from, I guess, the last maybe three to four weeks of the season. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I guess just to kind of tie tie a bow on the NFL segment really quickly, I, I kind of want to end it on talking about the uh, on, on the chances that Seattle drafts the quarterback. <laughs> and if they do, is that a telltale sign? Te- uh, Terry, what do you think? You think Seattle goes for a QB late in the draft? Um, late in the draft, yeah. And I don't think it's a telltale sign. You have to have a good backup quarterback. Again, a lot of quarterbacks in the league, most of them anywhere are mobile. And you all can talk to Joe Burrow. And you know how that kind of works out for some quarterbacks. So, and in the court in a league where all quarterbacks are mobile and all quarterbacks are going to be taking more hits, taking more damage, you definitely want to have a good backup. So I can see him again. I always keep throwing his name out there because I like him. I can see him going to get Sam Ellinger in late fifth round, sixth round, or Kyle Trask, someone like that late in the draft, um, just to back up Russell. So what do you think? Think you think the Seahawks are gonna go after a quarterback? And if so, was that kind of is that kind of a sign of things to come? I feel like if they if they draft a quarterback, it's gonna be like Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. I think Russell gonna he gonna win MVP. <laughs> just just to show people like this what I do. Because like like Terry was saying, Seattle put the team on Russell's shoulders that Super Bowl. He's Russell Wilson. You can never, you can't, you can't replace him. Like Deshaun, you can't replace him. But they, they'll do some stuff like that, you know, to, to show people like, okay, we're going to move on. But I feel like they're not going to trade him. 
and if they do draft a quarterback, he's going to win MVP. So if they do get a quarterback, I'm telling you, he's going to be like Green Bay and Rodgers. And Rodgers, they got Jordan Love. That people were saying, oh, they should get off of him, trade him now, blah, blah, blah. They draw love the future. And Aaron Rodgers just went crazy this year. Went crazy. Yeah. And I feel like Russ would do the same exact thing. So if they get, do get a quarterback, he's going to MVP. So yeah. that's, that, that's my guess. That's my prediction. You know, it's funny how sometimes the threat of change can be the ultimate source of motivation. And speaking of change, we've seen a lot of change this week within the NBA. A lot of familiar faces and different places indeed. I mean, Terry, just just throw a dart on a map and just take your pick on where you want to start <laughs> in terms of who made a move and what's going on. I think more notably, I guess we could start it off with Denver. Uh, NBA trade deadline, uh, for those who don't know, just passed on last week. Uh, Terry, when you look at Denver acquiring Aaron Gordon and JaVale mm-hmm. McGee, woo, making it known to the rest of the West, aside from the league in general, that they are going to make a legitimate run for this title this year. What are some of your thoughts on that, man? Great move. Great move. And just to let people know how good of a move it is, and I know it is Atlanta Hawks. They're a decent team. They're fourth right now in the East. They're probably going to be pushed back a game now. But anyway, they just beat the Atlanta Hawks 126 to 102. They had six players and double figures. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> this, this different Nuggets team is extremely scary, folks. And it should be taken seriously. Their, their entire style, starting lineup, they got five guys in the starting five. They got four guys who are locked down defenders. They can guard the best guys on the other team, and they were going to play hard, no defense. Only weak link, if you will. Defensively, if you want to say he's a weak link, it's Jokic. Because um, Jokic get a, bat, a lot of rep because he doesn't, you know, bang with the bigger post players in the post. It's not his thing. But, you know, he what he does very well is everything else. And so, <laughs> right. so you really don't have to worry about that. Um, on top of that, man, Eric Gordon is a guy who he has superstar potential, folks. Legit superstar potential. Aaron Gordon can go for 30. Aaron Gordon can go for 40. Aaron Gordon can dunk on your best defender. Aaron Gordon is also shooting 38-plus percent from the three-point line this year, which is the best in his entire career. He can rebound the ball. He can guard bigger sports like LeBron James or even AD because he has that versatility. The guy is great, and the Nuggets got him on a steal. Like, their trade, I will compare – the trade they got Aaron Gordon, I would compare that to the same trade where the Lakers got Paul Gasol for Kwame Brown. Like it was, it was that, it was that disrespectful. Uh-huh. Like, it, great, great pickup by the Nuggets. I still don't know how they pulled it out of their pockets. I know it's going unnoticed because of what the Brooklyn Nets did, which we also they did. But remember, the Brooklyn Nets didn't trade anybody. They just had a lot of money. Right. You know. You know, and so just to, just to pass it over to you to just get your take on on everything that's gone down. I mean, Denver Denver's at the top of the list, and then you look at a team like Chicago, right? Another team that that also traded with Orlando, who seemingly had a uh, had a I guess you could say maybe a cleaning house, if you will, a little bit of spring cleaning. <laughs> um, so when you when you look at a team like Chicago, or better yet, just the, the entire landscape of the East. 
you know, what, what was just some of your initial reactions on seeing some of those trades go through? Well, <clears throat> the Bulls getting, uh, I believe his name, I, I, I can't pronounce his name, Uh, Vujicic. Vujicic. Yeah, him. Getting him was a big piece because now you have him, Kobe White, you know, point guard, and they didn't have to give up Zach Levine, didn't. which was a big thing to me. But I feel like they still young, and maybe not this year, but next year they'll make the playoffs. I feel like in the East mm-hmm. because someone's going to take a, a, a back seat because, uh, you know, like certain teams like Boston are not looking too hot. You know, this year, you know, everybody had like, a lot of high hopes for Boston. A lot pretty much did, you know, but – you know, I know you got the Hawks making big moves, like in the playoffs now. I, I didn't even know there was fourth in the East. Yeah, they that's were how, fourth that's after, after this, this that's loss. Crazy, that's how crazy it is right now. The right. East crazy. But it's still got that monster in the East. <laughs> and I feel like it's scary albums. Like, Brooklyn <laughs> is a whole nother level. They just, and they got one spot left. They just got LaMarcus Archer. <laughs> they got one spot left. Arthur River just got let go by Oklahoma City Thunder. So I won't be surprised if you see Austin Rivers <laughs> in Brooklyn. Just, like, just another piece. He, he, he might not make no moves, do nothing special. But it's like, have another piece? <laughs> and and when you're playing for a team like that who's trying to win a championship this year, like everybody know what it is. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. They're going to ball. I feel like it's going to be crazy. And Kevin Durant still has it came back. He's gone for this week as well. Mm-hmm. But just imagine when you had that seven feet beast on the court. So you got Harden MVP level. He he's MVP to me this is MVP. Going crazy. Playing every game just going crazy. You still got Kyrie. Like that's them two alone just like damn Kyrie and James Harden. And then you add Kevin Durant to it. Yeah. <laughs> he got Black Griffin back Dunson. And they got Lamarcus Argent. You know what I'm saying? Like he, had, he he really ain't been playing this year, but he just, you know, wrestling. But you got him who can play defense, who's a, a big fundamental guy as well. Not saying he's Tim Duncan, but pretty much kind of sort of like in that same game style for backboard shooting and the passing or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. That alone is just scary. And they, they got Joe Harris, a shooter. You know, you still got DeAndre Jordan. You know, you still got these other key pieces like um, you, got, you, still, you still got Brown. Yeah, all these pieces, the bench, they, they are deep. Other teams, not like the Lakers, they got drumming today. That's cool. But y'all are not deep. Brooklyn is deep. Super deep. It's, it's so you got three point guards. On the, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, I feel like Brooklyn's going to win the East, win the championship. I feel like Denver is going go to go into the West Coast Finals. Now, who they play, I don't know. I'll say the Clippers because they got Rondo, and he's not going to let them lose 3-1 again. Yeah. You know, but you know, like Terry was saying, I think Denver though is scary. But in the East, I just feel like, you know, I would say Youngest, but like he just ain't got the team behind him. Like he just ain't deep enough. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton is not a second super. He's not that. You know, so I feel like they're gonna make the playoffs, of course, and they might lose in the second round. But I just feel like right now Brooklyn's on a whole another level. I feel like James Harden just beat Portland by himself. And Portland on the street. Game been going crazy. And James Harden single handedly beat Porter by himself. Kyrie didn't play, Kevin Durant didn't play. I don't think did Blake Griffin play the game? I don't think so. <laughs> he didn't even play. <laughs> and James Harden beat a hot Portland team. 
that's nice. That's a good win. Especially got Dane who was in the MVP discussion. Like, but, you know. But yeah, no, no, man. Like the East the East right now is it's surging. It's surging and, and, and Brooklyn is, is making it known that it's championship or bust. Not only this season, but they're trying to get the next three, it seems like. Um, I mean, just to continue to just kinda wrap up like I guess like the the NBA portion of our of this episode or the episode in general. Terry, when you take a look at just what the second half of the season means for certain teams to like make a run, you look at New Orleans, right? Like battling out in the bottom, you know, teams like Dallas, and they're going into the East, you know, Charlotte, they, they, they don't have LaMelo. Who are, who are going to be some of your surprise teams to be on the lookout for in the second half of the season? That is a very, very good question. I'm going to give you two. Okay, that's perfect. The first one is going to start sound crazy. As a matter of fact, I'll say it for last. I'm going to say right now, look out for the Pelicans, man. Look out. If I'm Dallas, if I'm Memphis, and I'm Golden State, also San Antonio, I will be careful about what I do over the next 10 games. Zion Williamson has been an unstoppable force. And this team right now is on the up and up. They are progressing. They have been 500 over the last 10 games. And they've really had a swing since the All-Star break. And so I, if I was out of those teams, especially Golden State, who's right now on a four-game losing streak, Dallas is on a two-game losing streak, and Memphis are on a two-game losing streak. So if I'm them right now, I'll pick it up, especially Golden State. I know Steph is out. But if Steph continues to go missing, more than Pelicans can take that 10th spot. And we can be talking about this time next year than being in the playoffs. Uh-huh. And that, that's a very scary team at 10th seed, at the 9th seed, at the 8th seed, at 7th, whoever they're playing in that first round, whether it's Utah or the Phoenix Suns, you you want to be scared of Zion. And Brandon Ingram, who's a knockdown shooter, Lonzo Ball, who every once in a while, especially when he's playing well, He's shooting the ball well. These guys are great. Then also Nikhil Alexander, who slowly emerged out there in the Orleans. I think he's probably going to be a starting point guard going forward. And then for my second team, and again, it's going to sound crazy. It's going to sound extremely crazy. But it's about time on the Ethan and Terry show. It's about time because we're halfway through the season now. It's about time that we start taking the New York Knicks seriously. The New York Knicks are in fourth place in the East, folks. The, the Hawks lost tonight, so they dropped down because they, they, they lost, I think, twice to um, on Charlotte Hornets. So Charlotte has that 50. So they dropped down two spots. And the New York Knicks have been, let's see here, I don't want, I want to spill out on a three-game win streak, and they're back in fourth place in the East. So just look out. I mean, it's about time that we start taking these guys too because they've been in the playoff picture the entire year, Ethan, the entire year. And right now, they're in fourth place. Again, this is the second time this year they've bounced up in that fourth seed. Now, it is a very, 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 very close battle between the fourth seed. Um, and honestly, between the fourth seed and ninth seed right now, there's only a two-game separation between those seeds. So the East is crazy right now. Exactly. Crazy. But we got to start taking the Knicks seriously, man, because we can look at them going into the playoffs 
and having a fourth or fifth seed <laughs> and can legitly be talking about them making it out of the first round. Yeah. There's no one that could even consider in the beginning of the year that these guys would be in the playoff picture at all. Wow. Yeah, man, it's yeah, it's about time. Terry, I'll, I'll, I'll echo your sentiment with that, man. You know, this is a team, and I believe Mitchell Robinson, uh, they, they just lost him to, I believe he fractured his foot, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, so some 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 adversity for them to deal with, but they just got Derrick Rose back. So, so hopefully things can start to look a little bit more positive out there uh, at Madison Square Garden with the Knicks. Um, but no, fellas, it's, it's been it's been a crazy crazy couple of weeks in sports. Just to kind of highlight a couple of other things that have occurred in the league or in the association. Uh, Victor Oladipo going to Miami. Uh, my beloved Portland Trailblazers trading away uh, Rodney Hood and Gary Trent Jr. for Norman Powell, which by the way, Norman's looking really nice. Portland, Portland, Portland actually played uh, Toronto today, so it was very bittersweet and really strange to to see to not see Hood and Trent Jr. Uh, you know in, in a Blazers uniform. But but honestly, it's it's a pretty good pretty good move for both teams. Um, and then uh, also uh, Zoe, as you mentioned, man, Andre Drummond going to the Lakers, um, Evan Fournier going to the Celtics. So you know some some pretty strategic moves being made across the association for sure. But fellas. As always, I appreciate both of y'all, man, pulling up. Terry Zoe, thanks for pulling up, man. Uh, you know, plenty of sports left to watch. NFL's about to get crazy. NBA's about to get crazy. We don't really cover Major League Baseball, but opening day is this week. Uh, I think opening day for the MLS is coming up as well. So, and the weather's nice. It was a, I, don't, I don't know about Texas or, or Houston and Memphis, but in Portland this weekend, the weather was beautiful. Literally, everybody was out, which is a little unsettling, I must say. I gotta get, we got to get used to that again. What, what do you say, Zoe? I said, man, everybody was there. I couldn't get no food nowhere. I couldn't wash my car nowhere. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> so I did, I, it has a rain for my car to be washed. Though, if you're no. Everybody's out. Every, everybody's out, man. But that being said, everyone make sure that you're still masking up, still being safe. Terry, man, you got anything else, bro, before we sign off? Um, South UCLA pulling off the dumpster tonight. Yeah. 11th seed in the Elite Eight. Let's see how far they advance. Man, shout shout to Oregon State too, bro. Oh, yeah, hey, shout out to Arkansas for getting <laughs> their win with Oral Roberts. That was clutch. That was clutch. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. No, it's going to be an exciting week for college hoops as well. But, no, like I said, Terry Zoe, I appreciate y'all. And I also appreciate all of you listening, man. Tune in to episode 52 of the Ethan and Terry Show, podcast dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. Like I said, be sure you like, comment, share, subscribe to the pod, leave a rating and review, let us know how we're doing. Terry and Zoe, I'm going to holler at y'all. All right, bro. All right, bro. All right, y'all.